Listener Production. Hello and welcome to about as special an edition of Willow Talk as you can possibly get, especially the World Cup edition, because Australia are champions. For a sixth time in a men's one-day international World Cup, Australia have lifted the trophy. Adam Peacock here with Brad Haddon. Hads, what a performance up there with one of the very best performances in the history of Australian cricket, in my opinion. Yours? Well, we've been calling for it, Adam. We've been calling for the perfect game, and that's exactly what we got. Gilchrist, 100 in the final. Ponting, 100 in the final. Now, the little chubby boy from Adelaide. (laughs) What a performance. (laughs) Under pressure. He has dominated the world stage. How good was that to watch? Well done, Australia. Yeah, Travis Head, the modern-day Bernie. He's as loved as Bernie uh, is in Australia throughout the nation today with that century. And a lot of people obviously listening to this podcast might have caught the first innings that the diehards obviously stay up until as we're sitting right here recording this one at 3 o'clock in the morning um, Eastern time. But many people might have gone to bed and, and... not knowing exactly just how good that performance with the bat was from Australia. Uh, well, recapping the, the scores, um, India got to 240, so 241 to win, which was the target in 2019, which is the target that Australia set Sri Lanka in 1996. Um, but some important breakthroughs at important times. Virat Cole, oh, firstly, Rohit Sharma off a brilliant catch by Travis Head, 47. Virat Kohli for 54. Uh, Kale Rahul um, really steadied the ship. Um, but uh, was undone by a beautiful ball from Mitchell Stark, 66. Other than that, not much help for India. The bowlers shared it around. The Australian quicks, seven of the nine wickets taken. There was one run out, um, two to the spinners. But, yeah, Pat Cummins' effort with the ball was absolutely superb, two for 34. First paceman at this World Cup to not concede a boundary in a 10-over spell in a match. Incredible. Australia? Out to an absolute flyer, none for 15 after one over, so on target for the, the none for 150 off 10. Didn't quite work out that way. We were three for 47 in all kinds of strife before Travis Head and Manus Labuschagne came together for a stand of the ages. Travis Head eventually falling two runs short of victory, 137 of 120 deliveries, 15 fours, four over the top, an incredible knock hats. Where do you put that uh, amongst the greats? Up there with the Ponting and Gilly innings that you mentioned before? It's right on par with all those. I thought Travis Head's intent was outstanding. And a lot's got to be credited to the selectors as well. This is a guy that they took a chance on. He had a broken hand. He came in halfway through the tournament. The first game of the tournament, he played, he gets 100. But this moment here now, to be standing there on the world stage as a World Cup winner, Travis Head, take a bow. That that was just a pleasure to watch. Um, the, the way he took the game on, there was nervous times at 3 for 47. And then that's when him and Marnus came together. Marnus, he wasn't even meant to be in the squad. He was Travis Head's replacement. And now he's out there getting the job done on the world stage. Mate, he does not get any better than that. Australia peaked at the right time. Um, enjoyed, boys. It was a pleasure to watch. Yeah, later on in the podcast, we're going to hear from uh, some of the Australians, hear from Rohit Sharma as well, hopefully. And also um, have a look at some various things. Like I want Hads's tip on who is going to be best off ground, if you know what I mean. We know best on ground. Which Travis Hedge, man of the match. We don't even have to wait for it. We'll get to that a bit later on in depth, a bit more. But firstly, let's let's go right back to the start, Hads. And how crucial was that decision? Because 
I texted you straight away and I said, whoa, Paddy Big Nuts, that is a massive call to win the toss and bowl first in a World Cup final in front of 100,000 screaming Indians in their World Cup, all set up for them to win, undefeated. Paddy decides to pull a bit of a trick at the toss. What do you make of it? He has a brave decision. If you talk about finals and, and the success Australia have had in a lot of finals, he was it was normally scoreboard pressure, put runs on the board and put pressure on that way. But um, the Australians won the toss, elected to to bowl first, which everyone was a bit shocked with. But looking at the stats on that ground, everything led towards batting second. So what the Australians did really well, they didn't let emotion get in the way. They took the stats in. Um, they understand Jew was going to play a big part. And the fast bowlers were outstanding. They were backed up in the field by great attitude, great body language, and, and a team that wanted to get involved and win a World Cup. They did everything right with, with the ball and and then topped it off. Um, after a, a little nervy start at three for 47 with, with one of the great run chases. But he yeah, has a brave decision from um, Paddy. And he's come of age. He's come of age during this World Cup. Uh, there's been times during his career where he's, his captaincy has been questioned, but um, not now. He, he led this te- team his way. They peaked exactly the right time. They were outstanding in the semifinal. And now they've played the perfect game to... To beat a flawless Indian team throughout the tournament, this team has dominated throughout this whole tournament, India, and Australia have sh- saved their best for last. Outstanding effort. Yeah, they found they found subtle weaknesses in just about everyone. Like Rohit Sharma got going, obviously. But Hads, can you you take us through the finding the balance between okay, you've got a plan and you you've got you know, defeat, like Tiyata, for instance, they took the pace off and, and made sure that. Um, there were a lot of slow bounces and got rid of him late in the innings. So there's there's clear plans for individuals, but the the captaincy of Pat, where, where do you put it? And it, was that his finest performance with the C next to his name? Yeah, this is his finest moment with the C next to his name in this tournament. Australia started the tournament slow though. Started with a loss to South Africa and, and India, and and things weren't going going to plan. But to bring the team back the way he did and, and trust that everything that they've planned for to peak at the right time. He was outstanding. Um, he, he ticked every every box on, on the way, and, and this just tops off a, a great tournament and I think a coming of age as an Australian captain. Mm. But in this game in particular, like at one stage he used six different bowlers in seven overs. Was that obviously a point to not give India any rhythm? And I felt like, and we've said it before, sometimes he's left a couple of the, like Mitch Stark and Josh Hazelwood without bowling the full allotment, but it felt like he was he was doing this, um, changing the bowlers around just to give him that outlet that if if one bowler was going to cop a bit of tap, he could then go to someone else, one of his strike bowlers, something that India didn't have with only five strike bowlers. Yeah, no, he, he pulled every string, the way he used his bowlers, but the way they executed and were backed up in the field shows a great attitude from their players towards their captain. They had some really clear plans to the old Indian batsmen. They were aggressive, the fast bowlers. They, they were here to win a World Cup. They were up in pace. They used their bouncer. They bowled well to their field. And, and they were backed up by a team that was so hungry in the field. So, And that's off the back of a, a, a captain. That That's off a, the back of a team following a leader, and, and that's exactly what they did. They executed everything they needed to with the ball, but they were backed up by, by a great team effort. Yeah, because when you look at it, if they have a shocker in the field like they did in the first two games, the South Africa one in particular, it, 
they're looking at chasing 270, which is a pretty different equation in a World Cup final as opposed to 240. So that was the difference in that regard with the feeling, uh, fielding. What about the, the conditions had? So can you just – you've played a lot of cricket there. You've coached a lot of cricket there. The, the definitive difference between the pitch and, and the outfield as well, but mainly the pitch between the hours of 3 o'clock in the afternoon and 8 o'clock and then after 8 o'clock because – we can't really appreciate it sitting here watching on television until you're out there. Yeah, the, the big condition with the pitch is the dew. Um, well, we, we've seen throughout the innings um, and right up to just after Australia were three for 47, the, the surface offered a bit. Offered a bit. It, it was a dry surface. It didn't look great. But once the dew comes in, everything settles. The, the ball's hard to, to hold on to. The, the wicket just skids on rather than holds in the surface. And it's a huge, huge advantage at times in, in India to to bat second um, because of that factor. So that, as I said, it was a brave decision to to win the toss and send them in. They summed up conditions perfectly. They looked at um, stats and everything that were on offer. They would have had someone at the ground last night, um, no, no doubt in the world, checking what time the Jew came in. So those decisions aren't made lightly, but what it is, it shows a really well-planned team. It, it, was, uh, it, it, was, it was just a pleasure to watch. It was a pleasure to watch a, another Australian team create their own legacy in a World Cup event. They peaked at the right time. Um, their feeling was, their attitude was spot on. Their quick bowlers were aggressive. The, the batting, Travis Head, mate, that, that's as good as Ponting and Gilchrist. He, he's going to have a ticket take parade. He's going to have um, a town named after him in Adelaide. How good was Travis Head and Marnus Labuschagne? Mate, what about that? He wasn't even in the squad. Hang on. I've got to go back to the Travis Head town. So Headville, is, it, is that mean, what we're calling can, it? He can name whatever he wants. See, that, <laughs> he, he's, there's going to be kids all around the world that turn up to great cricket, trying to grow a dodgy moustache. He's going down in folklore after that innings. He, he was outstanding to watch. And to do it on the biggest stage, there was 130,000 people there. There would have been over 2 billion people watching. You yeah. couldn't hear the crowd. You could not hear the crowd. Travis Head silenced 130,000 people. Twice as well, the catch. Um, I remember seeing you on the Fox coverage. You you rated that catch right up there. It was one of the best you've seen because it's a it's a it's a huge difference. If Rohit gets, he was in a mood, wasn't he? I mean, there was no saying telling what he could could have ended up with. But that catch, my goodness, what a grab! People won't give that catch enough credit with the circumstances of the game. Rohit Sharma was on. He was putting his presence on the game. He, he was he was taking it to the Australian fast bowlers. He was taking it to Glenn Maxwell. And to be able to run back the way he did on the occasion that he did it in and to take that catch, and that there was a turning point in the game. If Rohit Sharma continues to go the way he did, even if it was for 10 or 15 overs, he could have nearly played Australia out of the game. But it was that attitude to get yourself in the position to influence the result of the game. And that's what Travis Head did there. You could see the big Mitch Marsh, the bison, just running at him. That, that's a scary enough thought in itself. Yeah. Turn around, take the grab, and there's yeah, the bison running Oh, no, you. you've got this bison running at you at pace. And look at the excitement and what it meant to him. All the players got around him. The fast bowlers appreciated it. That, that catch was as good as it gets under pressure in a big event like a World Cup. Doesn't get any better. 
Hey, just a quick one before we get onto the Australian innings with the bat. Um, it, I picked up something like on the commentary. They were saying that Australia were really aggressive with their throwing throughout, and a lot of it was like real hard and low, one skip into Inglis or one skip into the bowler. And then they, they got what they wanted late on with a bit of reverse for Hazelwood and Stark. So so that's a that's a clear plan in, in your opinion as well. That That's what the commentator was kind of alluding to, that um, every, every little detail like that was thought of. Yeah, they, they were very well prepared. Um, they, they knew reverse swing was going to play, play a role. Um, and, and yeah, they, they played it accordingly. Um, it, when... Reverse swing comes in the, into the match, especially with guys like Stark and, and Paddy and Josh. He becomes a nightmare for oppositions to face. So their, their planning was spot on. They peaked at the right time. Every little detail was was covered by this team. Um, and, and now it's time to enjoy it. Um, they've made everyone proud. Um, they peaked at the right time. And, and that's what Australian teams pride themselves on. That it, It's a big thing to get your team up to peak exactly the right time and get all those 1% things right. Keeps on happening in World Cups for Australia. That's six for Australia. With the bat hats, so at, at what point did you think, oh, we're in we're in deep manure here. That's three for 47. At that point, were you a bit worried? I wasn't enjoying it then. No. <laughs> I, I, if, I was, if I was honest, but the, the way Travis had composed himself, continued to play his game. I thought Marnus was outstanding as well. Yeah. The, the way he controlled the tempo of his innings, he didn't get flustered. Um, he was there at the end, 50, not out. And it wasn't a, about blasting a, a 50. It was, it was about batting in partnership in support with, with his little mate at the other end, and, and that's exactly what he did. You, another thing with Marnus, you can't underestimate the importance of his role in this squad. He wasn't in the squad to start with. And, and since then, he's fought his way back into the team with performance, with sheer attitude and hunger of wanting to be out there. And you could see the momentum sort of change about a week out with with the conversation around Stoinis and Marnus. And Marnus probably got the nod in the end just for all those little things he was doing and for this exact moment, for this run chase to stand up and deliver in a World Cup. Well done. Oh, quick one on Steve Smith, not reviewing. You know Stephen quite well. When, when he first views that DRS, what's what's uh, what's Smudge saying back in the rooms? Yeah, Can't that, repeat it. that would have been a tense, tense couple of minutes in, in the room. It, it would have been, he would have been kicking himself. Um, he, he would have not got over it to, till about just before Glenn Maxwell walked to the crease when the game was <laughs> uh, um, out. But yeah, it was. Um, it's one of those moments where you, he, he would have felt dead. He would have felt plumb just in front and. Then when he walked off, the sickness in your stomach would have been unbearable, <laughs> especially in the enormity of the, the, the event. So in the end, it didn't matter, but it would have been a um, horrible, horrible hour or so for, for Steve Smith watching, knowing um, that he wasn't out. Yeah, yeah, he was, um, he was struck outside the line. That was the, uh, the thing that the umpire and Steve Smith and, to be fair, Travis Head at the non-strikers didn't even pick up, no review, walked off. Wasn't out, was out. Anyway, Australia got going. Did you notice when Marnus came to the crease as well, Virat was given at the beginning? Like he, he stared him down at the end of one over and just like walked past him. And it was pure intimidation, just staring at him, trying to get him to bite, trying to get him to, like, it must be so hard in that instance to not just want to tell him to piss off or go away or what are you looking at or just get into a confrontation because that, 
to me, it felt like that's exactly what Coley wanted, a confrontation just to put him off. Yeah, he, he was trying to put his presence on Marnus, but he picked the wrong player. Marnus is someone you don't talk to. He, he enjoys the, the conversation out there. He enjoys the contest, and, and he stood up. He, he's just one of those players that uh, the, the, his own teammates would have been sick of talking to him in the change room, so he would have been happy that someone was talking to him out there, Marnus. But he he, he delivers. He, he delivers under pressure. Um, he's done it in his test career, and and, and Cole, he was, he, he's picked his wrong mark there. Um, he, he was up for the fight, and... And he wanted to get in a confrontation as well, Marnus. He wanted to to be us versus them. You could see by that with his attitude in the field in the in the last couple of games. He, he was diving everything. He was making a difference. So, yeah, he he was up for who, whoever wanted to get in a confrontation, and he won it in the end. It was interesting. Marnus and Travis Head's partnership with like Coley and Kale Rowell had the, the similar opportunity to do something the same for for India. But it, did it feel like to you that they went? too slow those two as opposed to Marnus and Travis who yeah they were taking their singles but they, they were always like if they if they got one they liked they'd, they'd go f- um, for a boundary and inevitably to go for a boundary big difference there yeah I think there's a few factors in there I, I don't think they trusted the wicket um, if I'm honest the uh, the two senior batsmen I, I think the surface probably played against um, India there they they didn't feel like they could express themselves because they weren't quite sure what was going to come off the surface. And and the other thing, the Aussies didn't allow them to. Is that there was only four boundaries hit outside the power play. It, it was incredible work. And that's there's so many things that go into that. There's the, the planning um, to execute, um, and the bowlers did that. It's the fielders to, to back the plans of the bowlers up. Um, and, you know, it's not just a – a one-on-one effort. It was a team effort there to to make life uncomfortable and make life as hard as they possibly can. What Australia did, they made every ball an event in the field. They they made it hard. Yeah. They put high price on everything, and that's what you have to do in a World Cup event. That that's what Australia have done. That's why we've now won six World Cup titles. It's because that little attention to detail, those little things you do around the the field to, to make the job easier for your team but more uncomfortable for the opposition. And, and that's what it was. It wasn't so much the batsman. It was what Australia created that didn't allow the batsman to go forward. And um, in the end, the, the run chase went so well for Australia. Even even inside 100, like you think, okay, well, can India change the narrative? Obviously, conditions not not helping, wasn't going their way. But other than uh, I think it was Bumra caught Labuschagne in front, and it was an umpire's call given not out by the umpire. Stick with the original decision, uh, a full ball. Apart from that, until Travis got out, it was it was chanceless. It was just methodical batting, and and has I don't know if you picked this up. Every time there's a bowling change, every time the first ball that Travis faced that new ball, bowler over the top. See you later. Yeah, they put pressure straight back on every decision India made, and that takes bravery. Um, that that takes. Um, someone who's at the top of their game and, and trusts everything about their skill. I tell you what, people will be disappointed that Travis Head got out with, with two runs to win. I'm the other way. Mate, enjoy the moment with 130,000 Indians celebrating you. You walk into your teammates, you look at the excitement on everyone's face. I think after a knock like that, Travis deserved that moment. Yes, it would have been good to hit the winning runs and be there at the end and, and all those things, but to get the opportunity to walk off, embrace your teammates for that split second, 
have your moment in the sun because you know what? He bloody deserved it, Adam. He deserved that moment to walk off and celebrate what he just did. Yep, six players to score a century in a men's one-day World Cup final. Adam Gilchrist, Ricky Ponting, Viv Richards, Mahala Joe Wardner, Clive Lloyd, and Travis Head. And Travis said after the match, he can't wait for reunions with Ponting and Gilchrist in years to come. It's an elite club. It's fantastic. I need one more for golf. I'll put my hand up. Um, we're just watching now, actually. We're, we're recording this just after the match. She's pretty empty, the old uh, Modi stadiums. She's, she's trained out pretty quick before the trophy presentation. Oh, far out. That, that, how, how much does that strike at a day? And you know the Indian people so well. They're, they're so joyous about their cricket. They love it so much. How much does that um, strike a dagger at the heart of, of India, the society, not just the cricketing, uh, cricketing nation? No, they'll be gutted. That they will be gutted, not not just the team, their support staff, but but the whole country. You, you got to remember this team throughout the whole tournament were faultless. Uh, a team to, that was going to beat them were going to have to bring their A game. They're going to have to be well prepared. Uh, um, that their attitude is going to have to be spot on, and that's exactly what Australia did. That they beat a red hot Indian cricket team. They can hold their heads high what they did through the tournament. That they'll be hurting now, and, and there's no. Um, denying that, uh, especially with the the way they played through the tournament, they would have expected to to win that game. But yeah, that they will be hurting. The fans will be hurting. But mate, we're going to enjoy it. We're going to enjoy a great, great Australian victory. Absolutely. Uh, we'll be back in a sec. To a bit of um, bit of reaction from some of the stars of the show. Some stats and more in depth about who's going to be best off ground. So, Hads, uh, a couple of stats for you, not too many. I mean, we've, we've said that the main one about Travis Head and that illustrious list he is now on with uh, making a century in a in a men's one-day World Cup final. Josh Inglis, five catches, most in a men's World Cup final. Not bad, Joshy boy. Um, and he was another one that, I mean, we weren't sure what, what it was going to look like without Alex Carey, but he, he performed pretty well and he'd be stoked that he didn't have to go out there and... Uh, Try and get home with with forty to forty to win in the last three or four overs or something like that. It was a brave decision, wasn't it, to to change the the wicketkeeper midway through a tournament? He got the rewards with with five catches in a World Cup final. How, how good's that for a wicketkeeper? I tell you what, that didn't go unnoticed on the Fox coverage as well. I, I brought that up. Not, <laughs> not many of my uh, other panelists realised that, but uh, great effort from Josh Inglis. I, I thought he 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 built into the tournament. Um, his his runs against South Africa in the semi were were priceless. That the way he played this the spin there in that semi final when when it was tough work. So he, he got great re- reward. He he'll enjoy tonight. You're talking about who's going to be best on ground. I'll I'll be very surprised if uh, a wicket keeper is not in the in the top three <laughs> of best on ground in the next 48 hours. Yeah, you'll be very disappointed if it's not the case. Uh, by the way, Travis Head and Manus Labuschagne stand of 192 second highest in a World Cup final, only behind Ponting and Damien Martin, that unbeaten 234 in uh, the 2003 World Cup final v India. But just on the best on ground, or best off ground, I should say. So I, I did notice uh, selected George Bailey's there, and you've got some great stories about him in the 2015 World Cup. Um, did, did the staff enjoy it? in the same way that the players do, or is a bit of a differentiation? The players go the hardest. Uh, the players enjoy but the, the staff, the, they'll enjoy it as well. George Bailey, um, Andrew McDonald, and all their selectors, that they deserve a, a huge 
huge night of celebrations. They, they were brave with their selections. Travis Head, um, every, a few were questioning why why they leaving him in the squad. He's, he's not going to be available to halfway through. Well, Tick, how good was that? 100 yeah. in his first game in a World Cup, 100 in the World Cup final. So they've made some really tough decisions throughout English to, to come in. That, that's never happened before where you've changed your wicketkeeper uh, in a World Cup mid-tournament. So they've made a lot of brave decisions that they've trust their, their, their process and, and everything that they stand for. So they'll enjoy it tonight as well. It, it was a, a massive effort from not just the players but all the support staff off, off the field. George Bailey and he, his selection group, they can hold their heads high. Paddy Cummins, it, this was the making, I, I think, of, of his captaincy. I, I th- thought he really stood up through this tournament and, and led this team. Tactically, he was great in that they finally made some tough decisions to um, there to, to win the toss and, and bowl first. But, yeah, it was all around. We peaked at the right time and, and everyone will enjoy it. We'll stick there for a second, Hads. Let's get some reaction. All uh, all of this is courtesy of Fox Cricket. First up, Marnus Labashane speaking to listeners' very own Mark Howard. What a trip he's been on. And check out his uh, travel blog as well, his podcast there on the Howie Games, outstanding stuff. But here's Marnus with Howie on winning the final and uh, the pre-match demons as well. I, I know you guys know I'm a man of faith and believe in God, but uh, I, the way everything's happened, it's it's unbelievable to me and, and it's just amazing. I, I don't, I'm, I'm lost for words. The amount of times that I thought I'm done, even last night, team didn't get named until about 10-10. Really? So you were still concerned at that point? Yeah, I, I thought coaches went to the ground, might be Dewey, I might be out. Um, so I'm very thankful for them for sticking with me. Um, but yeah, I just... I don't have many words to explain. Three months ago, I wasn't even in South Africa in the one-day team, and, and to play 19 games straight from there is truly a miracle. I don't know how. I can't, um, you know, give the thanks to God for that. He's a deep thinker, isn't he, Hads? Manus? He thinks a lot about his cricket, maybe as much as Steve Smith, and that's saying something. Yeah, that, that's why they get on. There's a little <laughs> bit of an insight into to what goes on in, in Manus's head, but, mate... I tell you what, he's a deep thinker. Uh, his preparations um, to to the T. He doesn't leave anything for chance, and and that was shown, wasn't it? Um, on the biggest stage, they were three for forty-seven. Um, as we said before, he wasn't in the squad to start with, and now he's got fifty in a World Cup final and seen Australia to victory. So, all that meticulous preparation, that attention to detail, that that those long hours in the nets, those extra fielding sessions, mate, they paid off. He's a World Cup champion. Here's Travis Head, man of the match, about how he went about his knock. Yeah, I felt like the way that Mitch Marsh came out and, and took the game on, albeit didn't go on with it, but he said, sort of set the tone and um, that was the energy that we wanted and we knew that oh, the wicket may get tough. Um, it was a great decision, obviously to bowl first when we win the toss and um, I felt like the wicket um, got better as the day went on. It took a little bit of spin but um, yeah, all the reasons why we did what we did at the toss all, all paid dividends so um, yeah, nice to be part of it, nice to play a role in that and um, yeah, what's going to be an amazing couple of days now. Yeah, just on uh, Trav has, I've got a fair idea that when he gets back to South Australia um, and the trip's gone a little better than the last time he was in India given he got dropped in the test tour it's a he's, he's coming home with happy memories but with Trav and also um, Glenn Maxwell they've debunked a lot of things that you're trying to teach kids about performance and preparation and all that so no kid after Glenn Maxwell's double ton against Afghanistan wants to move their feet ever again when uh, when facing any kind of delivery 
And now a kid's going to say, well, if we're playing in a tournament, I don't have to rock up for the first half of it. I'll just come halfway through and be man of the match in the final like Travis Head was. So <laughs> it's it's made life very hard for junior coaches. Yeah, mate, that it has. But what it has shown him as well is, mate, performing under pressure. Mate, Travis Head, it, just the way he plays and the way he speaks is refreshing. He, he, he backs his own game and it, and it takes a strong support staff also to, to trust a player like Travis Head because you're going to have some um, indifferent performances because the high-risk game he plays. But I, I tell you what he is, and I haven't seen it since Adam Gilchrist. He's the closest thing I've, I've seen batting-wise to Adam Gilchrist, the way he changes the tempo of a game. If he's in there for oh, 40 minutes to an hour, he, he can take the game away from you. We've seen that in test cricket. We're staying to see it now in, in one-day cricket, and, and that's just a reward for Travis Head tonight, trusting his own game, trusting his own style um, to deliver on the biggest stage. So oh, I love the story. And, and you know what? So will Adelaide. There will be a ticket-take parade for He'll never have to buy a West End again in his life. Not, no one should have to buy one of those anyway, but he will, he will walk into a bar in Adelaide and there will be a cold beer waiting for Travis Head. And you know what? He will be straight there to sit and talk you through every moment of that. And you know what? I would listen to it for hours. <laughs> a Cooper's had. I reckon he's onto a Cooper's now. And I, I can imagine him there just having a little knock on the top off one, a, a, a schooner I'm talking about, and just that froth on the, uh, the, the top lip there, just staying in the strands of that wonderful moat he's got happening. Let's get some captaincy reaction now. Firstly, Rohit Sharma, closely followed by Pat Cummins. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, honestly, the result has not gone our way. Obviously, we know that uh, we were not good enough today. Um, but again, I think uh, really proud of the team, how we played uh, from game one. Uh, just wasn't our day. Uh, we tried everything we could from our side. Uh, but yeah, w w wasn't supposed to be. I think we saved our best for last. And yeah, a couple of big match players stood up and yeah, we're pretty chuffed. We've been batting first pretty much for the whole tournament. Um, today we thought, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good night to chase down. We thought it might actually get a little bit easier to play and um, everyone was pretty keen to get out there. Marnus walked in and he had a cool head straight away and Trav just does what he does. Uh, really brave again, he takes the game on puts the pressure back on the bowlers and to do it on the biggest stage, I mean, shows a lot of character. So if you want uh, two contrasting emotions right there, that was it. And Rohit Sharma, to be fair to him, he's, he's captained so well throughout this tournament. It just didn't happen for him on, on the big stage. And, and Pat, and this is how legacies are made by captains. Alan Border winning winning a World Cup against the odds two, three years after Australian cricket was in the abyss and coming back and look at his legacy now. He built the team up and, and Pat has uh, certainly done wonders for his legacy when he finally gives the game away. We can look back on that seven hours of cricket and go, yeah, he was a pretty good captain. Well, as we've said a number of times, this was his moment. He's been outstanding through through this World Cup, come of age. This is his team now. This is Pat's team, the way he's got them to, to stand up in big events. They've won a World Test Championship. They're now the World Cup champions. Um, they're outstanding in the final and the semifinal. But what I like most about is how he got them together, the attitude, their, their body language, their intent to help each other out and make a difference and, and contribute to the game. So enjoy it. He's been outstanding, brave decision to win the toss and send them in. Yeah, everything about what he's done uh, over the last six weeks, he, he's made the legacy uh, of Paddy Cummins. 
Absolutely. Hads, it's been a pleasure doing all these World Cup wrap-ups with you and it ends in the best possible way from an Australian perspective. But uh, we'll be back on Tuesday with Alyssa Healy to wrap up the whole World Cup. Not sure we'll be able to get Mitch on uh, FaceTime again. Not sure if he'll be able to have the ability to speak, but that's another thing. Uh, we're going to pick our team at the tournament. I've got a feeling, Hads, you're going to have 11 Australians in yours, so fair enough too. Well, if we get an Australian on... Oh, the conversation will be priceless. <laughs> it will be priceless. And knowing how Starkey and those fast bowlers, the, their preparation and, and the way they look after themselves during a tournament is first class. They're as well prepared as anyone. But I tell you what, that gets thrown <laughs> out the window for the next week. They will be one, two, and three with Mitch Marsh around them somewhere as best on ground. And you know what? Enjoy it. Totally deserve. You've been there, done that, Hads, and you know exactly what they're feeling right now. Thanks for your insight, mate, and uh, we'll see you for the longer episode of Willow Talk coming up in the, uh, tomorrow, actually, on Tuesday. Have a good one. Can't wait. How good was that? Outstanding. Uh, one of the great performances from any Australian side in any sporting contest, anywhere, anytime. Simply outstanding from Australia at the Men's World Cup to win it again. 